hushed and grim, Helena turned painful eyes towards the faraway little town of Gettysburg, and a page of history waited for three days while two nations come to the death grips on the farmlands of Pennsylvania. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this rendition of Thunderdome Retro Reviews. I am Tracy Newport, and with me as always is the Reverend Ben Lindsay, the Dr. David Pizzo, and the now permanent resident, Gabe Cooper. How y'all doing tonight, gentlemen? I think permanent resident is actually kind of a cool nickname for Gabe. But anyway, uh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> the permanent resident of what? We're, we're metal. 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 The house of metal. So to steal, to steal a name from an album we don't know earlier this year, let's call him the resident human. I mean, I'm everybody, else is, everybody else is not. I'm going to keep calling him Gabe. That's what I'm going to keep doing. Um, I'm doing great, Tracy. I'm ready. No, I'm not ready. I'm ready, not ready to talk about the most pandemic-y album of all the pandemic-y albums that have existed so far. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a moment, I'm sure. Jesus, Tracy. Yeah. Oof. But for y'all watching on YouTube and for those of you not, we are looking at Macedon's Hushed and Grim. Emphasis on the Grim. Yeah. This was... My pick for October, I picked it because if you can't tell, I'm a big Mastodon fan. I, I decided I needed to represent tonight. I really enjoyed Emperor Sand. As you can go back and listen to our reviews on that one, where me and David both, uh, me and Ben, me and David, David was on an episode before David joined in full time, but me and Ben fully disagreed on the album by a lot. And so, of course, I had to but bring in more Mastodon. By a lot, he means like an A plus and a B. So. That's not too bad. That's I thought the you gave it like a D. That's actually pretty good. I'm pretty sure I gave it a B. I'm not giving uh, it a D. Oh, yeah. I'm about to go look. <laughs> Those are I'm very different. Look. It's, only, different. it's only one, one little line difference. I just, exactly. I, didn't, yeah. I, I remember shitting on it, but I, I don't think that I actually gave it that bad of a grade. I ever said is the album I came in on because of Tracy. He's like, hey, this is a thing. So that was the first album I really heard. You um, gave it a B. <laughs> I mean, Ben just shat on it to show he was yeah, serious. I know. Yeah, no, I, I I stand by the great, I mean, I don't think it's a good album, but it was incredibly well played. Much like this is an incredibly well played album. They have, <laughs> if anything, they've gotten better instrumentally. Um, the songwriting, uh, they have played with the structures and formats of the songs. This is much more progressive to the point where this is a band that has two different albums their fan base considers sellouts, with this being one. And the other one being Empire of Sand or Emperor of Sand, whatever the fuck. Well, a lot of people consider Crack the Sky a sellout because they stepped away from the pipe. And you got to look at when they jumped on the bandwagon. If they were there from original when they first hit big with a Leviathan, and then like they hit Crack the Sky or even Blood Mountain, people like, what the fuck? And then I think yeah, now sure. you're hitting another point with the what the hell? Which, well, Emperor of Sand added a bunch of grunge, essentially. Whereas this, I don't even know, what is this, Alice in Chains? Like more grunge slash lukewarm. I may have to challenge you to a duel for besmirching Alice in Chains' name by association with this album. How dare you drag the name through the mud? I don't think Emperor Sands grunge. I think it's... You don't? I think That may be my pick for us to revisit at the end of the year. But we do that episode. I would listen to that again. That's just because you want us to do like 18 Macedon albums since we're doing a blast. It's just Guar Part 2. It's squared the record. Y'all didn't know it. Less good, but yeah. To, you're about to listen to like seven mascot albums in like a two-month time. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I didn't sign on for this, guys. I did not. David sounds so excited. Gave the not-so-permanent so um, resident. I, 
I have to say, um, this is my very first Mastodon record. I don't think I've listened to any other Mastodon records. So um, it was really interesting. I didn't, I had no idea what to expect. And um, yeah, it was just a, just kind of a strange experience, especially because it's so long, you know? Very. It is their longest album by to date, and I think. It's a double fucking album. Let's not kid oh, ourselves. They even said it was a double album. But yeah. uh, Ben, let's get some details before we. Sure. Uh, uh, was the, it released in? No, it was released in October. So that's an error I typed in. Yeah, October twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Eighth studio album on Reprise. Producer was David Bottrell. Runtime eighty six minutes and thirty seconds. Brand Daylor on drums and vocals. Brent Hines on lead guitar and vocals. Bill Kelleher rhythm guitar. Troy Sanders vocals and bass guitar. And eighteen thousand other people as additional mm-hmm. musicians, whom I'm not going to specifically name except for a couple. If you want to, you can pause the YouTube video and look at the list, or you can go to the Wikipedia for the album, which is where I got the list of additional musicians. Um, Jody Sanders, who is Troy's mom, plays French horn on here, which I thought was kind of cool. And Kim Thiel's solo guitar was amazing. Amazing. So, as was Marcus Keynes. So, I will mention those three people. Yeah, the keyboard on the album is pretty good, but yeah. Was yeah. Joao uh, Nogueira. Yeah. Darby Rose Tapley. It's amazing how consistent their lineup has been, though. That's the thing. Like, as many sonic changes as they've undergone or inflicted upon us, they it's basically the same people. It's been the same band since Years. after their first album. I think so. And what happened is they lost the lead singer, and Troy picked up singing duties, and did solo vocals for two albums, then Brent started singing on Blood Mountain, and then Bran joined in singing on Crack the Sky, and it's been the three of them since. Uh, I think Bran's almost the best singer. I mean, yeah, he's got that uh, almost... <sighs> Did you ever see Aqua Teen Hunger Force? A million times. So yes. the movie with that, the cut was of Linoleum Life, that's Bran doing the King Diamond style vocals on that. Nice. So, and... To kind of lead that into our discussion about the album, I will say there's one thing I did not like about the album in that um, Brent's vocals are missing from all but two tracks on here. I think he has a nice, almost ZZ Top style, nasally vocal pattern that he sings with. I think adds a nice touch, but he did an interview and you found out why, which has pissed some of the fan base off. What did he say in the interview? So ultimately... He announced on the interview that he's doing a side project next year with Mike Matt Pike from Sleep and Sure. Who's the Stoner? What's the Stoner band we've done a couple of albums on? High on Fire. Uh, yeah. He's doing an album with him. And Brent said he willfully kept a lot of stuff from this album to do with him instead. Mm. Yeah. He's a great so, man. Not not quite a who was it, Mr. Bungle? And it's like Mr. Bungle's the main band, but still kind of a lot. It upset, it's upset quite a bit of the fans and the fan base. And so a lot of this is Troy, Bran, and Bill and their songwriting. The argument is the drummer is withholding all this shit. Is that what you're saying? The drummer, like Bran. Yeah. Troy and Bill, the so the rhythm guitarist, the bassist, and the drummer are their main songwriters, or were the main songwriters on this but, album. But who you said was withholding? It was the drummer. Brent. It was 
the way you oh get yes okay he, he only did he only seen got it beast and peace and tranquility yeah and like as i was hearing it the first time i was like man i haven't heard him a lot of here and which i think troy's voice has grown a lot since the earlier days he does a great job with that and brad is just like hey i can do this watch me but as a fan listened to it, like any concession between Emperor Sand, they did an EP called A Cold Dark Place. They released yeah. either late 2017 or early 2018. That if you were to listen to Emperor Sand, Cold Dark Place, and here, you see the steps that they move towards. You can see the progression in their songwriting in that sense. And I feel like I could talk all night on this album. So anybody want to step in? <laughs> You know, it they, would only be about three seconds longer than it took to listen to the originals. So <laughs> you know, this album, the concept is that we all die and become part of a hideous tree. That's the concept here. And you're looking at the tree now if you're looking at us on YouTube. You know, what I have to say about this is because I've talked to some people on this album, it hit me hard. We have reviewed plenty of albums, obviously, that were released since the pandemic started. But I feel like this is the first truly pandemic album. Part of it is, of course, there's a lot of bands like, you know, as we've discussed, Iron Maiden or Carcass Waited, right? Like they held on to their albums sometimes for months. Or like even if they were sort of recorded early in the pandemic, the writing had happened earlier. So this album not only was recorded and put out during the pandemic, it absolutely grapples with it in a way that really... You know, I'm, it's been a hard week, y'all. It's been a hard year and a half. So this album hit me very hard. And I liked it a lot for that. And I really embrace it and listen to it way too much. And I am guessing that in 10 years' time, I will not listen to it ever again. That's my guess. I'll be done with it. The same way I'm done with this shit, but we're still living in it. So, um you know, as you said, Ben, it's like an emotion thing. That's the thing about music. And this song, there are some songs on here, and I'm sure we'll talk about when we get into songs that hit me very, very, very hard in a way that is not typical for the stuff we do on the show. And I don't know if it helped or hurt me, but it is what it is. So not to bring it down, but shit, y'all. Yeah, as far as the, you know, the, the pain on this album, or maybe the, the hushedness of this album, I was totally not expecting it. It was very smooth, much too smooth for my taste. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they also tended to um, have a lot of their tracks in four with, with subdivided triplets kind of feel to it. Um, I don't know if that's like just a writing thing of theirs, or if it's typical or what. But I noticed it, so it's obviously something that repeats. <laughs> I did for sure. Yeah. What, what did you say they did? So it's in four, but uh, you can hear subdivided triplets under under it, like one, two, three, mm-hmm. one, two, three, one, two, three. Or yeah. the four is like really slow, like one, two, three, four. But you got triplets like basically going under it, Lighting. either in the guitar, yeah. either in the um, the drums or in the guitar rhythm or whatever. I think that's a thing they do a lot on other albums yeah, too. It, it was it was kind of old by the end of it. Um, uh, I mean, the other thing is like, I, you're. I mean, we're going to discuss this in detail, I'm sure. But like, with the two sides of this record, the two pieces, I felt they were quite uneven. Where's the I break? What's that? Where's the break? I wasn't totally oh, sure. The first record ends after uh, pushing the tides. 
Fuck. If that makes sense. And so it opens with Peace and Tranquility, the second album? I, I didn't yes. know exactly where, but I figured it... I felt it either ended at Teardrinker or Pushing the Tides. I didn't know which one where it split at. It's Pushing the Tides. And I, I haven't read any interviews with the, the guys to know what I their have. thought process was, but to me, this is... Um, you know, this is a band that is very good about expressing loss in their music because um, so much. was it Crack in the Sky, Tracy, which was about the sister suicide? Yes. Yeah, Crack the Sky was about yeah. Brand's 15-year-old sister committing suicide. Ever uh, Sands was about can- his wife having Troy Sanders' his, wife having cancer. And this album feels- was about their yeah. And Bill's mother died. died of the dying. In 2018. Yeah. And this yeah. this one is about their manager. Yeah, exactly. Their manager yeah. and longtime friend dying of cancer, which figures heavily on this album, which made it difficult for me yeah. in the, the month it is. So there's a lot of pain on here. They're good at pain. They've, I guess, felt it endlessly for years. So that's what they do. Um, you know, uh, I, and I said that they had increased their songwriting and their sonic palette and all that stuff, but they have, for the most part, uh, rejected all the classical metal elements on this album. This is an alt rock album. I mean, I guess true. It's got some metal moments, but not very many. No, no, totally. It does. It does. And uh, yeah, actually, some of the metal moments weren't the, the best ones on the album when we get, get into the tracks. Um, the stuff that I liked really wasn't the metal metal stuff. I, I, I agree with Gabe that I felt this was incredibly uneven. I think that you could, as a matter of fact, if I was just grading the second half of the album, I would have given it a higher grade because honestly the first half i don't think is very good at all i mean there are some elements in some of the songs that are good but it's the same thing i say a lot about a lot of post-metal or modern progressive stuff is that they just put too many ideas in a song that go nowhere and i'm i am not here for that i know some people like to go on the journey in that school but not me i don't know who you're talking about then <laughs> i don't either chasing i don't either <laughs> What do you think of it, Tracy? I mean, you have by far the most Macedon experience. So, this album, like at times I heard it, I'm like, man, this is a really, really good album. And there are times I heard it, it's lower in the rankings for me of their albums where I put them. And it bounces back and forth. It depends on my mood. It's, there are moments in here where it's like, you can, feel the sadness like this kind of oozing out of this album just like you know moments when you're good for it and i hear it and the times you're not like so this album's been a very weird one for me to hear um i know you guys were talking about the back half of the album of that album that second half reminded me a lot of troy sanders side project uh gone is gone that he does with one of the guys from points of stone age that hits a lot in that very same sonic space as well and so I think at one moment, I'm like, hey, this album's an A. At some moment, I'm like, hey, it's a B. Like, I, I very heavily on this album. So this isn't an album. Like, I, I'll I probably... I don't know that an A to a B is varying heavily, but okay, fair point. Well, like, for me, well, a I mean, if B, he's excited a... about the band, I feel like it is, you know? Like, 
I think it says something. Like for me, this is a uh, like when I hear it one moment I heard it, I'm like, okay, this is a good album. September, I'm like, all right, it's a great album. And like just at varying degrees of where I'm at in my like emotionally and my mind kind of deal kind of changes how I view the album. And I feel like for me, it's going to be a hard album in which I've got to do it. You know, that's the task we're called upon here <laughs> to nail Alan, nail grade down the album. I, but I feel like I need more time. Like my true feelings for this album will probably be better known when we do our end of year list than now. So uh, in response to, to what you just said and Gabe just said, and having done this with you from the beginning, because initially it was just me and you, and then David joined, and now Gabe is with us. I don't recall you talking about an out, a band in this way. So is this your favorite band? And if not, I, I think it might actually be, because I think you would, might would say the Scar Symmetry is your favorite band, but you gush a lot more about this than you do Scar You Symmetry. do. That's well, well, it's easy to know why. Scar Symmetry has at least a fucking album for six years, so it's hard to gush over a band. <laughs> well, this was their first album since, like, what, 02 or something? No, this is their first album since 2017. 17, oh, okay. it's saying. Yeah, they, right. they do a good job of, and that's part of, like, Brent's issue with the band, in a sense, I think, is he's kind of tired because i mean they're without the pandemic i would guarantee that the next i would have probably came out in 2020 they're very two years touring year in the studio two years touring year in the studio like that's a very common pattern for them and so this is like a year past that and so i mean are my favorite band if they're not one if they're not the clear number one they're at least a 1a to a 1b and scar symmetry is probably the other band up there with them well, they haven't put out, as you say, they haven't put out an album in, what are we at now? 20, when did 14. we go to, when did we go to Fort Smith, Ben? For the, like 2014? Uh, I think it's 2014. Yeah, 2014, I think I think it's so. seven years. Yeah, so we're sitting at seven years for a new album that they said they've been making since 2014. You know, a part two to a part one. So, I mean, that's probably it. But yeah, I mean, these guys are probably one of my favorite bands and when I first heard them, like, 06, 07, I was not a big fan of them, but there is a track I can directly point to. I heard it, and everything for this band clicked, and have been on the ride since. Now, I've said before that 06 is when I saw them in concert, um, and I thought they were okay, and uh, Leviathan, I think, was the album cycle that they were on then. Um, and that was more sludge metal, so it was actually more in my, my own internal wheelhouse of what I like, and since then they've just gotten further and further away from that. Um, better songwriters than they were, because I, anyway, we, we don't, we're not doing all their albums yet. Stay tuned, we will be at a sweet day. Um, I so yeah. <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> Tracy promises on the blood of one million chickens that we will be doing. The rest of my That's a week, son. We got about <laughs> five million chickens between then and now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i will i will gush over this band until i cannot gush no more and you know i'm part of then things he doesn't like about this band i enjoy that they've kind of that they spread their wings because you know leviathan is a very as ben said sludgy album that's very i don't say one track but it's 
what they do in that album is very narrow and every album they continue to broaden that what they do to the point i would be surprised if two albums down the line if we got some electronic shit going off in the background while hearing like a hurdy-gurdy and a hopsichord going off and that's all you're hearing in the song well i might be more here for this than or for that than i am for this um i and this kind of goes to something that david had touched on earlier to me it felt like there is a miasmum hanging over this album that i'm not necessarily here for i i and some of the songs i think they drip, uh, tap into it very well and i do like it but overall like i said it just it's too all over the place for my taste well, so shall we talk about the millions of tracks 15 tracks i know it's not actually that many <laughs> so do your pick your pick tracy or do you want us, somebody else to go before you come in saying of them uh I mean, I enjoy every track on this album for different reasons. Like, there's not, like, there's very well, pinpoint like tracks. Like, if I'm in a good mood here, this album, cool. If I'm in a bad mood and hear this track, I'm a mess hearing it. So, yeah, I'm going to say all of them, they all have their place within my psyche. That is, uh, an appropriate response, I guess. Um, I'll go next. Uh, on the first disc, I like the Beast okay until the end of it. A lot of these, the the beginnings of the songs, I thought were really, really good, but um, then they would like come in and start singing and fuck it up or, or do something else. Um, the second disc, I actually liked a lot better. Um, in our group chat, you know, as if you are a longtime listener to Thunderdome Metal Reviews, when Tracy picks one of these albums, I, my refrain will be, well, that's not good prog. I actually think the dagger is good prog. Um, I was actually really surprised by how much I liked that song. Um, the song that I said, if you listen to our last review, that I think might be the best song that I've heard all year has had it all. I, I love that song. That really, like David said, that one taps into a lot of catharsis and pain. Um, you know, your mileage may vary depending on your own life experiences with that, as with all music. And Eyes of Serpents, I like Hat until the very end of the song, and then they kind of fuck it up. But uh, the rest of this, I would hit skip if I were listening to it again. I can go ahead. Um, so I did say that it was uneven. The more that I listened to it, the more the, I don't know, the the catchiness was kind of sticking its claws into me. So uh, on the second listen around, I think I was really digging the crux uh, for its riffs. Um, I don't like that it slows down halfway through, but whatever. Um, the only other track on that side that I thought was uh, worth sticking around for was Pushing the Tides, and it was just okay. Um, but it, it's not really enough to say you know, the first disc is really worth listening to. Second disc, however, I enjoyed the riffs on Peace and Tranquility. It's not annoying and it's a bit slow, uh, but I'll take it. Uh, I also enjoyed Dagger, which is not at all heavy, but at least it's interesting. Um, I thought that Gobblers of Dregs was probably one of the better tracks on that side. And I enjoyed the solo. Uh, Eyes of Serpents, definitely heavier, definitely liked it better than, you know, much of the preceding. So, um, 
Something's a little hit or miss with me. There's so many tracks, though. You know, I think about the ones that I actually downloaded. Uh, it was about half of them. So I think Pain with an Anchor is a really good opener and very sad. I like the Crocs. Again, I like the riffs like Gabe. I like Sickle and Peace. A lot of death there. I like more than I could chew. I love the Beasts and Skeletons of Splendor dragged some. Wish they were faster. Drink everyone. Anyway, they sort of drag a bit. Tear Drinker. You know, there's a reference to Coleridge's immortal poem, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, which of course connects it to Power Slave, the most important album that's ever existed. So I'm just going to Everyone drink again. Everyone <laughs> drink twice. <laughs> Pushing the Tides, I listened to way too many times and in ways that really hurt me speaks to where I am at mentally right now. And so far as I feel I am with every ounce of what's left of me trying to push the ocean back. So that's where that is. Peace and Tranquility made me devastatingly sad. Uh, and I think it's quite effective. You know, it's fast, but also quite pretty. Um, you know, Dagger and had it all okay, but then Savage Lines, I'm like, okay, we picked it up again. I like that song, it's fast. Uh, I, I also think Goblins and Drags is pretty good. And I think Gigantium is a good song. You know, it's about a relationship collapsing. And as somebody who is both, you know, I've been in a marriage that self-destructed and then one that has prevailed. I've thought about this a lot. So um, putting that in the frame of the pandemic, of course, it's just, I mean, so many relationships have not survived this last year and a half. I don't know what their deal is, but, you know, a lot of people, it just became a pressure cooker and they couldn't hack it. So, you know, I think this album is more than anything I've heard so far in the zeitgeist of 2021. And that is why I suspect in a decade's time, God willing, if we're past this, I will not want to listen to it. I suspect. Well, I'm going to fall on the sword here. I guess I'm going to give it an A minus, sit there like a 91 on it. Like, I think it's a really good album. I like some of their stuff better, but I think I need more time with this album to really to fully come to grips with it. There are 15 tracks, it's 83 minutes. There are two songs that from the beginning to end I liked. Yeah. What level F are we talking about? Are we talking about yeah, F minus? zero or F plus? Like no, it'd be like a 59. I mean, it's almost passing just because of the complexity of the songs and the, um, and I do agree with David that it taps into the zeitgeist of the time, but yeah. there's just a whole lot of, Meh. What what I'm hearing is if they do the extra credit, they might get the D. They might get the D. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm hearing at a 59. If, if, of, if, if I get paid. <laughs> yeah, right. If you send me like a point zero 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 one of one of your royalty checks, which I'm sure this is going to sell a bajillion copies of. Um, but no, in all seriousness, if like the the first out, if they had released released this as two albums in the same year, but not at the same time. One of them would have failed. Actually, one of them probably would have got a D, and the other one probably would have got like a, a, a maybe even a B. Because I think that the if we're only looking at the seven tracks of the second half uh, of the album, I liked two of those quite a bit. And there's a, a third one that I, mm -hmm. I talked about enjoying. So you know, but just it's the entire sheer mass of it, the gigantium of it collapsing under its own weight. Um, so you're telling me if you've got an essay exam with two essays and one is a B and one is a D, that the average is F? 
<laughs> if you turn it all in together, because that is a whole lot of filler. Oh, shit, y'all. I am much more in Tracy's zone on this. I can't give it an A because, Jesus, is it long. I, you know, and I know they recorded 20 songs. I did read a bunch of interviews with them. I watched some of the videos, which are fucked up, by the way. We didn't get into that. But, um, and they were like, you know, we only had to cut from 20 to 15, and that was doable. I'm like, well, maybe you should have cut to like 12. I don't know. I think they could have shortened this some. But um, the songs that I do like, I like or no endure i don't even know the word life is not quite what it is i feel that's the word i'm going to say i feel them very deeply so it is an a minus for me like tracy all right well i think i'm going to split the difference and um i'm going to assert that this is for hardcore fans only uh it's a 78 for me um it's got some you know pop appeal but that's not really what i'm looking for and I also think that some of the songs are too long and the record is definitely too long. So for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a C plus for me. So put it at Tracy B minus. Put it at the Thunderdome and a B minus. Thanks. Keeps it, out of, keeps it honor student in the honors program. That's what it does. It's not an academic probation where Ben would put it. <laughs> uh, I would send it at the university. Tracy U is where I would send it. Tra Tracy U. <laughs> chicken you it's like brought to you by pilgrim like i think you need to go into this other program <laughs> you do better there I, yeah, you, I got a program for you yeah well ben i hope you're happier with the next album we do what is, what the is that it is six feet under's warpath oh i've selected that so hopefully i won't give it an f oh. <laughs> i hope not <laughs> but, but i might have... who knows we'll see <laughs> Ben's the, ben's the dude doing the inside job on his own shit. Uh, well, thank you for listening to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Bacow. Bacow.